Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, uh, whatever you missed, uh, you can listen to John and Ken on demand, the podcast. In fact, uh, you can listen all weekend to today's show and any others you uh, you can find. Yeah, if you have to catch up, that's a good thing to do. Maybe listen to the whole week's shows. Yeah, you, don't, weekend and you don't want to walk around every un- hour. You don't want to walk around uninformed like everybody else around here, okay? Uninformed. Uninformed. <laughs> that's what we are, a fountain of information. Yes. Um, so a couple of things. we got a full show today, man. I don't know how I'm going to stack all this stuff. But uh, one thing is we will have the Moist Line callers. And we're throwing a collection of hacks into the dumpster. In the 3 o'clock hour. It's been a while since we brought the mob in here. And uh, if you've been listening to the show at all, it's connected to a big story we've been talking about for the past week or two. And you'll see who those people are. One of them comes from two of them. An unusual category of hack. How's that for a hint? An unusual, unusual category of hack. Uh, but we're going to need this. a payloader to scoop all these up. Well, it's really due, due to what's going on. Uh, I thought of you this morning uh, for a couple of reasons, John Cobelt. You were naked in the shower? Why does he always go there I, with some weird... <laughs> nakey nakey on the brain. Well, you're going to see how far south this story goes when you hear what it was. A maniac attacked three people with a glass bottle in a Whole Foods in New York City. I just thought it was a guy like you that just had enough about the, the woman with the Asiago bagel cheese order or whatever. They, oh, stuck in a line? He's stuck with, in a line with, behind all these skinny caffeinated women. With people. And he, and he just went nuts. With people who can't make up their mind. <laughs> Uh, we don't know, except actually he started attacking people outside the Whole Foods. I'm going to guess it's a transient. I don't know that yet. Uh, uh, they've actually arrested the guy and they've named him. Probably not a guy who works in a bank. He, uh, <laughs> well, 
I don't know. You, you, you're so frustrated that you think the people are just ready to blow, right? But even normal I, people have just I, had enough of everything going on in the world, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking something just triggers them, right? We're, we're getting we're getting close to a day where just about everybody's going to take a bottle and start whacking. Yeah, he started this outside the whole. I know this area of New York, Bryant Park, very nice, Sixth uh, Avenue, Bryant Park in Manhattan, and he hit a 23 year old man over the head with a bottle. Uh, this is 6:40 p.m. Right. That and then he goes uh, inside the store and attacks a 49 year old woman. How many bottles did he have? Then he went to a subway station and he he beat a 55 year old woman on a train. Well, so he, he hit yeah. people in three different locations, he, but uh, the Whole Foods store's got a lot of attention because that's where the police were called. Yeah, and, that that's. Uh, they, they get him? Yes, they got him. Right. We know his name. We just don't know much else about him. Michael Howell, uh, arrested by police on 46th Street in Manhattan and charged with assault, but we don't know. Uh, I understand, though, uh, he's been booked and released. No, he's, <laughs> he's been Good cited and that. released. New York State had that, didn't they? Or New didn't York they... City has had that. Yeah. Yeah, this is what people believe. But wouldn't this be considered? I don't think this is nonviolent. Oh, they don't care a, anymore. This is a picture of the woman oh. with the bandages on her head after she oh, got Well, you get hit in the head with a bottle. I mean, I mean I, that, that is like, you get like a deep, jagged cut. And, uh, you know, if you sever an artery with a bottle, broken bottle, then you're you're dead. But uh, now we know what is going to make you angry. So, uh, Deborah, make sure there's no bottles in the room with John. Okay, hold on. Let me go. Hold on. Because speaking of bottles, on November 13th, we are not going to pop the corks. Mark Ridley uh, Thomas does not have to report to federal prison on November 13th. In fact, he may never report because he's appealing his conviction and the judge and prosecutors have reached an agreement to let him stay out of prison pending his appeal. Yep. Why U.S. Judge I Dale not, Fisher just well, issued uh, an order. That he, uh, she's approving his motion for bail pending an appeal. Why am I denied every pleasure in life? I know this was a small Why is it one, everything but this I was want... a good one. It meant a lot to me that he goes to prison. I personally uh, did. We already order the booze for November thirteenth. Yes. We already put in a big booze order for. I don't know. I got stiffed the last two times we were. Supposed... I heard it was a thirty-four thousand dollar tab. <laughs> what do they call the bottle service? Bottle service. Yeah. Eric's, Eric's studio bottle service. Yeah, he's the expert on that. So he was going to take care of it for us. Good Lord, I can't enjoy anything. I can't celebrate anything. The prosecutors caved. If you read the story in the El Segundo Times, it was an agreement reached between Mark Ridley Thomas's lawyers and the federal prosecutors who claim this will expedite the appeal. So that's kind of what they think they got back that this will move quicker through the courts, his appeals. They must be really and they're, probably, they're confident that's right. Yeah. I'm th because there's a good chance that all his appeals are just nonsense. They're just gerbil poop. <laughs> oh, let me look. I don't see the <laughs> gerbil poop. So they said, fine, fine, go, go, go home for a few months. We'll get you anyway. And you'll be there even you older know. when you come out. Uh, this is an appeal before the Ninth Circuit. It is expected to be heard sometime next year. See how vague that is? Sometime next year. Uh, it says in the, in the agreement, Ridley Thomas agreed not to seek an extension of time beyond January 25th to file his opening appellate brief. Now, read that carefully. It doesn't mean that he's going to stay out of prison not beyond January 25th. He just has until then to file his opening appellate brief. Right. The government said it would not seek an extension of time to file its answering brief beyond 60 days from the date he files his opening brief. So he throws his underwear on the table. Uh, uh, appeals processes are slow.
They are very slow. So he, unless, as you said, it's really lock solid that this doesn't really have a. There's no argument. Well, I here. mean, there isn't an argument here. I, I don't. I, I mean, they're, they're gonna, Oh, he's he's going to wave the racism flag because he's done that. Oh, he did you know, already say that they rejected yeah. some black females. He says on his jury. Right, right. So, so he he thinks uh, a person's color uh, uh, is the de deciding factor in a legal decision they reach, right. which is interesting racist theory for Mark Ridley Thomas that that, that a woman's color will uh, will will cause her to uh, decide side with him. Yeah, decide right. with him. Decide and, with someone and, of similar and, race and right. to ignore the law and evidence. Right. Uh, it's like, yeah, if they if they have darker skin, then they don't follow the law and evidence, according to Mark Ridley Thomas. Well, that may have happened in the most famous case of all, right, OJ? Oh, it absolutely happened. Yes. Yeah, so I, that's so you know. it's, but it's an ingrained belief system for him. I yeah, it seems what, what you shoot for. And by the way, the judge already rejected another one of his arguments, which well, this is the judge that presided over the trial. So, but anyway, he tried to argue that that contract that usc got from the county he didn't do anything special to steer that through the board of supervisors there was nothing done it was just part of the ordinary process well when you're guilty you just lie a lot what else are you gonna uh, do right now you just make federal pretty... federal prison when he's white well, how old is he now uh Late 60s i guess right yeah i think so i thought he was 70 but I mean, maybe 70 but so you know he's 68 68, 68. okay 68 okay. year old guy and he's going to federal prison uh, for a few years. Three years, yeah. yeah. So, uh, of course, he's going to lie and say, oh, no, I didn't put any pressure on the other supervisors. Well, no, obviously this is a, a racist uh, jury that uh, convicted me. It's like, okay. But uh, you knew this was coming because this is the most arrogant politician we've no, come across. No, no, he's, he's made his career and he's gotten he away with he's stuff. something special. He walks on water. And this can't be happening to me, so therefore I will beat it. Yeah, and when he when he's cornered on something, he waves the race flag and tries to intimidate his critics or the media or, or whoever his opponent is. That's what he does, and much of his life it's worked. And now he's he's down to his uh, you know last nickel here, and uh, you know he's going to pull it all all pull out all the stops, and he's going to go uh, crazy, blaming right. bias and discrimination and racism and the whole bit. I mean, they shouldn't have let him do it because even. When he was sentenced, he would not even admit he did anything illegal. That's it. No. He did not admit that. No. So uh, one thing that the judges usually like is that you finally come in and you show some remorse and you tell yes. us, all right, now it's over and maybe you can, I'll be merciful no, that, on you. This is, he did stuff like this all his life. You know, he, he happened to get caught here. But he's never, he, he, he feels he's entitled and he's in, he needed to save his dud son, who had already caused all kinds of other troubles. Yeah. And the thing about this, it was a federal case, and they're damn good. And secondly, the co-defendant, Marilyn Flynn, she pled out. She said, basically, oh, yeah, you're right. It was a bribe deal. It was corruption. Right. So, I mean, what chance did he really have? But there it is again. Right. Mr. Arrogant, I'm going to beat this. Right. And so, he did not. He was convicted. I'm hoping that the feds decided to indulge him. It's fine. You can, you can stay on a few more months. But we know the hammer's coming down on your head. And enjoy <laughs> losing all your appeals. All right, we got uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. So the story about that guy who smashed three people in the head with a bottle at Whole Foods? In New York, yes. In New York City, seven arrests previously. Seven. Oh, there we go. There you go. Were they violent arrests? Do we know what kind uh, of arrests? Last one was in August. 
He stole $189 worth of clothing and household Whoa. items from TJ Maxx. Is it a transient, did they say? Uh, a vagrant? A, a, a vagrante? A, a vagrante? A v- it's a French. A vagrante. No, he's a weirdo with dyed red hair. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell if he's... Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a little too put together to be uh, a vagrant, but uh, you never know. He's <laughs> having a bad day, yeah. Uh, yeah, or yeah, plus seven other bad days. He's, but yeah, he's stealing stuff. No, he's a criminal. Well, yeah. the other reason I thought of you this morning is because uh, I heard about this terrible backup on the 101 freeway in Hollywood because a pedestrian got struck at like 4:40 in the morning, and I'm thinking, oh no, they haven't said yet who it is, but is this another homeless person that wandered from an encampment <laughs> at 4:40 in the morning? This is near Vermont, and yeah, you think it was walking a... in lanes on the freeway? Yeah. Yeah, so it was weird. I Googled this story, and it also happened up in the Bay Area. Uh, a pedestrian is hit on the 101 freeway while walking on lanes. It's like, and that happened like yesterday? That's they, why That's why ped, ped, the pedestrian uh, fatalities hmm. are up. It's because of so many drug-addicted, drug-addled, mental patient vagrants wandering around streets and highways in the middle of the night. Yeah, the only other time I see this happens is there's an occasional person who has car trouble, pulls over on the shoulder, but like an idiot gets out and tries to walk around and see, and then somebody yeah. kills him. And, and that does happen occasionally. And that's a moron move. You walk out onto a highway in the dark, you you deserve what's coming. Yeah, you're never supposed to leave your car. I mean, Just call for help and sit right there, because if you get hit, at least if you're in your car, you have a chance. Especially at night, when there's so many people uh, drunk and on drugs, and they're uh, weaving and wa- wavering around. So you're asking well, for that one. Speaking of the vagrants, we got this story from Fox 11. And I've thought about this a lot, and so have you over the years, when we talk about where the homeless set themselves up, because it's often on sidewalks, right? And uh, people walk on sidewalks. But who walks or wheels on sidewalks? It's very important in this country. Ah, uh, the elderly and the disabled. Ah, uh, the ADA, right? Americans with Disabilities Act. So this is uh, Fox 11 reporter Christina Gonzalez reporting on this Hollywood homeless encampment that is really getting in the way of people moving around in that area. For older people like myself, we probably need both sides of the street to walk on. Retirees living at the Castle Argyle can't use this side of the street where tents block it stretching from Franklin under the freeway and around the corner onto Yucca. Area residents saying if they try to use that side of the sidewalk, they're bullied. This is a very dangerous area. They asked me to walk on the side, oh no, not on the sidewalk, on the street. Believe me, they asked me to, no, you go away. You cannot do this. He is with the Argyle Civic Association, neighborhood nonprofit, complaining that blocking the sidewalk goes against the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA. But it's not just people with disabilities or older retirees having to maneuver their way around. Visiting families are paying at least $400 a night at the hotel across the street. They have to get rides like the residents say they do. I had to walk around the corner, get different, different transportation to get to my house. In the day. Council member Hugo Soto Martinez represents this street. His staff telling us they have made some progress with the site, like cleaning up the sidewalk on the other side, finding homes for some of those living in tents, and are working on convincing the rest to accept help. Area residents respond. 
These people don't want to leave right here because it's easy access. They're dealing drugs to people that are coming out of the bars in the neighborhood. It's very disturbing for my mind and many other people's minds. Now, usually people in encampments will talk to us and tell us their situation. Not in this case. They, we couldn't find anybody to talk to. I will tell you the council member's office insists they're doing the best they can as quickly as they can. But we'll have to see if this ADA thing does become a significant factor in getting the streets cleaned up. Yeah, we wondered this years ago. We said, you know, that ADA has been used so many times by so many people, even unscrupulous lawyers. How come we can't use it to clear sidewalks of vagrants? Lawyers would use it to shake down thousands of dollars from business owners yeah, business by, owners, by right. having a, a guy in a fake wheelchair roll into a bathroom and claim he couldn't see himself in the bathroom mirror because the mirror was too high. Right. And it didn't accommodate someone who who uh, is incapable of standing. And they'd right. actually make money off this, and they'd bring these lawsuits to court. Now, you've you've got huge blockades going on on a public sidewalk. And Hugo Soto Martinez is a Class A dirtbag. Trust me, he doesn't care about the elderly and the handicapped oh, no, at all. Oh, he does not. No, and and they all say the same thing. We're working on it. Yeah, we're We've had it. some progress. Yeah, that, that's, oh my God! I'm looking at the video now. Of this this is unbelievable. You, the, the, this encampment and it, it does and it ends up like in the parking spaces on the street. Yeah, and so what? Yeah, you know, a lot of these encampments are spilling over in the streets, and and so, so you, you what you do is you send the cops and you order them to get out, or then you arrest them. And and that is that that is the law. You cannot have a public barricade like that on a city street or sidewalk. And you can be ordered to move along. Well, remember what they did? And, in, was it Culver City where they they built the little walkway around yeah. the encampment for people? I yeah. mean, God, you're talking about caving. Yeah, be, 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 because remember that that story we talked about yesterday, Michael Schellenberger's uh, chart on the uh, psychopathic hierarchy. Of these woke buffoons, hmm. and 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 the the homeless are are exalted. They they are they they're they're almost like religious figures to these people. And so even if you have you know it used to be elderly people and handicapped had some kind of status in society that we would create laws and have mechanisms to protect them and make their lives easier since they're suffering from old age or handicap. That's out the window. Now those people are in the way of the new exalted saints. The new exalted, right? Yeah, these 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 are drug addicts and mental patients and just bad guys. Those criminals are are probably selling drugs out of the tents. That's oh, very I like common. the fact that they they like their location because they're right near the clubs. They sell the, the drugs to the club that, goers. That's why they're not interested in moving. Yeah, well, that, we're this trying is a prime property here to sell drugs, right? Or we're, we're trying to convince them to move. I got to convince them to move. You know how much money they're making out of that tent? Yeah, that helps them continue so, their own uh, habits. But, but Hugo Soto Martinez doesn't care if the whole uh, uh, the, the whole social structure of the city gets destroyed. He doesn't care because he's got he's been infected by the woke virus. He's part of that pathology. He doesn't he can't even think straight anymore. In, right. in any normal town, in any other time in the world, if you had criminals, mental patients, and vagrants blocking the path of a disabled or elderly person, the rest of them would be ordered gone or you're going to jail in minutes. The Los Angeles City Council 
approved. Uh, placing the homeless at a project on the west side. We've been following this story now for quite some time. This is Midvale Pico, they call it, on the west side of Los Angeles, near where the west side pavilion has been for years. Neighbors have tried to block this. We'll have the latest chapter coming up after 2 o'clock, and we'll talk to a woman that thinks that this is a really bad idea. She's actually running for California State Senate. More coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. 
from KFI AM 640. We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of old Joe. Welcome to Bidenville, everyone. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. I, I commuted for 36 years as pres vice president of the United States. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Happy birthday to you. I was on the television. On television, I was on the telephone. And every time I hear hail the chief, wonder where the hell is he? Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? What, what, I can't remember it. I was in the foot him. Uh, foot, foot, Excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. And now, to give you a tour of Bidenville before your extended stay, here's John and Ken. I like that last part. I think she was going to be here. The woman that died. <laughs> if she uh, was alive, yes. <laughs> she was yes, going but, to be here. But when he stops for a moment and realizes she's not here, maybe it occurred to him for a moment, oh, that's right, she passed away a few months ago, but he still mumbles. <laughs> she was she was going to be here. She, well, she, I, I knew she would have been here. Uh, uh, we're in lovely Bidenville. It's it's a warm afternoon, isn't it? But uh, very you know, the warm. bench is in a shady area. We have some shade, right? Uh, you can what easily, they call it, the canopy. You can easily get dehydrated, though. You have to stay out of the sun. Oh, the sun's very hot. Like Joe didn't stay out of the sun enough. <laughs> he always does look like he's had too much sun or sunburn or something like that. A uh, couple of reasons we're in Bidenville. We'll start with the economy. A story came out this morning, which really wasn't, well, you know, they try to predict where things are going and certain metrics. And I guess the jobs report was a little better than they thought. So they decided to uh, wheel old Joe out and uh, try to lambaste uh, the media or anybody else that thinks that the Bidenomics is not working. But in the clip of the uh, Biden talk that we have here, uh, it's bizarre because he seems to uh, conflate, right, debt with deficit. And uh, he seems to not be exactly sure how to explain how much Bidenomics is working. Let's listen to this. You started your remarks here today by saying it was good news today with the economic report. Why do you think most people still don't feel positive or feel good news about the economy? Well, first of all, you just heard the news today, too. They haven't heard it. I think the people, those 300 plus thousand people who got jobs feel better about the economy. I'd look. I gotta choose my words here. His voice okay. is so grumbly. Because his vocal cords you all are not the happiest people in the yeah, world. Yeah, you're right. What's your report? And I mean it sincerely. He's scolding the reporters. It gets a more little. You get more legs when you're reporting something that's negative. I don't mean I don't mean you're picking on me. I'm just the nature of things. You turn on the television, and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake. You know, to say you know it's about. You know, somebody pushed the dog in the lake. Quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of Republicans wow. in the House saying they want to cut the deficit when all they really want to do is once again cut taxes for the very wealthy and big corporations. 
which will only add to the deficit. When I was able to cut the federal debt by $1.7 trillion over that first two, and a half, two years, <laughs> well, remember what we were talking about. Those 50 corporations that made $40 billion weren't paying a penny in taxes. Well, guess what? We made them pay 30%, 15% in taxes, 15%. Nowhere near what they should pay. And guess what? We were able to pay for everything. He's going to whisper. And we end up with an actual surplus. <laughs> wow. There's no surplus. There's, there is no surplus. Right. <laughs> we got 33 trillion in debt. Yes. I, <laughs> Where's the surplus? I have no is, idea. Is that the change in his pocket? The national debt has increased by nearly six trillion since Biden took over. And again, the national debt—that's the cumulative problem, right? What each year you either have a deficit or a surplus in your operations. What a rambling, mumbling mess that was. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what the hell so he was talking hoarse about. and gravelly. It reminds me of, you ever see a more recent film starring Clint Eastwood? I can't understand him anymore. I mean, Clint is 90. But it's all just mucus and gravel. <laughs> I can't understand mucus him. Mucus and gravel? <laughs> yes, it's a combination of mucus and there's some, something from the street in there, some gravel. <laughs> Maybe he's got some, some gravel in his throat. <laughs> well, when you get older, your vocal cords weaken. In fact, did you see what happened to Steven Tyler from Aerosmith the other day? Like the other, well, he's been a screaming singer for years. He yes. fractured his larynx. Now your vocal cords rot. Is that what you said initially? Yes, they do. They well, do. Your start whole body to rot. rots. Yeah. You know, and you and if you're in your seventies and you're screaming every night for a living on stage, then then eventually the the the, the cartilage that makes up your larynx just snaps, and yeah. that's that. Biden has has a lot of uh, vocal rot there. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, on the border, uh, we told you yesterday, of course, the big story is they've decided to build like 20 miles of fence after Biden declared when he was running in 2020, not going to do that. Not one foot, honestly. And then the excuse was, well, we had to spend the money because it was allocated by the Republicans in 2019 when Trump was president. No, you don't. No, you Didn't don't. Have to spend the money. No. <laughs> There's a lot of unspent. They're trying to have it both ways. We want to do something for people oh. that are upset about the border, but we don't want to make it look like oh. we're not welcoming to migrants. Because this is a humanitarian crisis. The number of people upset by the border is, is huge because his approval rating on the border is 23%. So, oh, yeah, people are noticing. And do you see that scene in Chicago? We got to play some clips. Of oh, that we're going to do that after this break. Oh, right. my God. And I, I not only this clip, but I heard a bunch of others open revolt from people in black neighborhoods because the migrants got sent to their kids' gyms and their kids' sports fields. Parks, yeah. And the mothers are screaming. It's like, hey, we need the sports. Uh, we need we need the sports fields and the gym to keep our kids off the street. So they don't get in trouble, right? And yeah. now we that, that, that nobody can play anywhere because you got hundreds of migrants living there. Oh my God, what a mess they were! Pissed. The White House and or Homeland Security also announced they're going to start deporting Venezuelans, which is weird because they just announced a couple weeks ago that they're going to allow Venezuelans to get work permits. What they're trying to say here is the ones that arrived and asked for asylum and we let in by a certain date, yes, they'll get the temporary protected status and they can work. But for the rest of them that are coming in here illegally, we, we claim we're going to start deporting them. But I thought Venezuela wasn't taking them because they're not friendly to the U.S. But they were basically uh, saying no, no. They're, they're not cooperating. No, yeah. they, they, they've created a uh, 
a socialist nightmare in Venezuela. It just destroyed what was used to be a strong econ economy in a nice country. They destroyed it. And people are uh, running out, and uh, they're settling in, in uh, countries all over South America and Central America. And now that uh, Biden opened the border, they're leaving those secondary countries and headed here. Right. Uh, and, and no, they, they don't. Uh, Venezuela refuses to take re-imports. All right. When we come back, we'll play the audio that John just referred to. Chicago residents expressing a lot of anger at the city's government for offering shelter to a bunch of asylum seekers as a youth football team uh, is going to get kicked off their home field to make room for a migrant camp. <laughs> All right, we will, you'll hear from uh, some of the angry residents when we come back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4 and then after 4 o'clock, the iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. You can listen to what you miss. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's yes. magical. Is it that is. true? It is a great invention. Ooh. So you can oh, have 24-7 John and Ken. Coming up after 2 o'clock, we're going to bring on a guest who's, uh, of course, not happy with this idea of putting 30-something homeless people uh, uh, in a parking lot owned by the city on the west side there. They call it the Midvale Pico Project. It's the work of Katie Yaroslavsky, the new city council member. This is part of her district. And uh, neighborhoods, neighbors have been in revolt since it started last uh, earlier this year. Very so. angry. They're, they're as angry as the uh, Chicago residents over the migrants. Well, an L.A. City Council Committee, uh, Homeless Committee, approved the project yesterday. So that puts it one step closer to happening. We'll bring on a guest who's opposed to this. We'll play some audio from somebody else who appeared at a neighborhood meeting who's in favor of this. And wait till you hear his analogy. Anyway, all this is coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Yeah, John, New York City obviously has taken on a number of migrants to the point where the mayor there is so fed up. He went to Mexico and Central America to try to tell people not to come himself. Uh, we've had busloads in Los Angeles, but a place that's also had quite an influx, although... The population of these cities are in, in the many millions, and 17,000 migrants have arrived in Chicago since August of last year. But that 10,000 are in shelters. That's the problem. They have nothing and nobody, so they have to be given care. They have to be put somewhere. They have to be fed. And they put hundreds of people in a shelter in a specific neighborhood, and the shelters increasingly are schools or public parks or gymnasiums. They're Football even using O'Hare Airport. Yes, there's a there's migrants staying at the airport at O'Hare. Yeah, there's there's a bus terminal where they have 800 migrants crammed inside. So there was another one of these uh, little neighborhood meetings, and uh, people are protesting the idea. In particular, it looks like they want to house the migrants uh, on a local football field that the kids use to play. And uh, the mayor of Chicago is Brandon Johnson, and he's just as bad as the last mayor. Uh, he's he's a far-out progressive. The voters there were given a choice. One guy who wanted to bring some law and order back, mm -hmm. and then this guy who was just, like, worse than the previous mayor, and he won. Well, so they're, they're getting more that, of this kind that, of leadership they get in San Francisco and L.A. and other places. That's what cracked me up, is that I'm sure a lot of these people screaming voted for this guy. All right? Because Brandon Johnson is black, and the meeting we're going to play is in a black neighborhood, and the parents there are screaming bloody murder because 
Brandon Johnson is allowing the migrants to take over the football field, take over their gym. And here's the details. The city plans to turn Admonson Park Fieldhouse into an emergency shelter for about 200 asylum seekers. So 400 people gathered for a meeting to oppose the plan. And we do have the audio of uh, one of them sounding off. If they voted based on uh, the candidate's policies instead of his color, you wouldn't have all these migrants inside, you know, your, your football field or your gym, because the other, the other candidate was, was the law and order guy. And he he wouldn't have done this. Probably not. You know, you have, you have to vote for the policies and not skin color and ethnicity. So now everybody's angry with Brandon Johnson, who, by the way, is escaping to Mexico. He's announced that he's going to go down to the border. And so oh, he's doing him. the same thing Adams done. Yeah. The New York mayor? yeah, because this is all theater. It makes it look like he's in charge. He's going to see with his own eyes what's going on. You just got to turn on Fox News for five minutes and you can see what's going on. You going to the border isn't going to change anything. All right. Here's one of the angry residents. It's a federal issue. The federal government needs to fund it. And the federal government needs to take all these migrants, vet them properly um, and make sure their standards and then disperse them throughout the 300 or so municipalities as well as suburban, rural, small town areas throughout the United States. Not just New York City and Chicago. Not just New York City and Chicago. They get that, right? You know, tourists? You tourists, what they do to Native Americans? They're doing the same thing again. They're doing the same thing again, bro. They are. Right? They're illegal. Right now, Brandon Johnson and the Democrats are criminals. They're not getting up guys from smoking and drugs and, and drug trafficking people across the thing. The drag government's doing it. Right now. We're going to sue the bosses. We're going to sue the Democrats as civilians because they're the agents representing the people they voted for. The agents. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sports agent. If I don't have represent my clients, they fire me. It's time to fight. Don't let the Democrats have that stupid convention here next year. Enough's enough. All I see, right? All I see, right? Is the citizens of Chicago marching to the gas chamber. Ever since these scumbags came across the board. Ever since these European scumbags came across the board. Come on, women. Thank you for your point. So I'm not sure what I heard. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he called Brandon Johnson and the Democrats criminals. Yeah. He says we're all being led to the uh, to the gas chamber. What's this and, about Europeans crossing the border? Well, be, be, I, be, because there's a lot of uh, people from a lot of countries crossing the border. So okay, but it's a lot of Venezuelans right now. So I didn't right, who I think descend from Europeans though, and <laughs> so that, uh, that's but, a long shot. But if if you saw this guy. He, he was the, the first guy who spoke who sounded fairly yeah, normal. I got mixed he, up there. It was two he, hundred people. He was the attorney leading the lawsuit for okay. all the residents who had gathered because to block the, the migrants. To, to block it. Right. So he's trying to explain what the city should be doing and what they're asking in the lawsuit. And then this guy comes up and starts screaming, not at him, but about the situation. And starts denouncing the mayor and all the other Democrats. But, and the, you know, the crowd is starting to chime in. But these are people who vote for Democrats nearly every time. And mostly Democrats run for office in Chicago. So they, they've created a situation where 
their vote and their cares are completely taken for granted. Because why would any of these Democratic candidates or, or officials care when they know no matter what happens, they're going to get the votes of this neighborhood? And it finally hit a breaking point. Finally, you know, the light bulb went up and they said, wow, you guys don't care what you do to our neighborhood. You'll take away our kids' football field. And in fact, uh, there, there was also a, a, a big rally inside the gym. And all the little, like, Pop Warner football players in uniform came running in. Uh, they had, like, a little ceremony, you know, because they were the victims of this stupid plan by the mayor to kick them off the field. All right, from the migrants to the vagrants. When we come back, again, there's a lot of people unhappy on the west side because the plan to put homeless people in a west side neighborhood, they're calling it the Midvale Pico project which is near the west side pavilion is not a good one according to many residents this is 2377 midvale avenue near westwood and pico boulevards on the west side katie aroslavsky's council district will bring you the latest but an la city council committee has approved the project john and ken kfi am 640 live everywhere iHeartRadio radio app and deborah mark is live in the kfi 24-hour newsroom Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.